And uh, welcome back to our Pakish podcast. <laughs> Very old. Uh, neighborhood friendly podcast. Um, we are Pakish, P U C K I S H. And for today, we have the usuals uh, YJ, Vinod, and Abriel. And for today, we are going to talk about the return if you, of if you the haven't English already Premier League. Yeah. I'm yes. severely, severely underrepresented here. <laughs> uh, so why don't you you say who you support? Well, uh, clearly, I'm a Liverpool fan. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm a Man U fan. You, <laughs> why would you even say that? <laughs> yeah, you're a glory hunter, man. But that's how I became a Man U fan. I'm a, I was a glory hunter in 1998. Yeah. It's funny they all say this, right? Because you all, all are glory hunters. You're all supported no. when they won. Um, okay, we will we'll discuss this to later. To be fair, okay? we'll discuss yeah. it later. Okay, okay, okay. But my impression is that all of you are glory hunters that supported the club when when they were winning, obviously. Well, no, they fuck you, okay? <laughs> no one supports a losing club. I support uh, a, a severely, you know, severely bad club at this time. So at I'm this time, but previously, yeah. like the Invincibles, they were quite good. Yep. So so let's get it right into it. Uh, I mean, obviously, with the return of English Premier League, um, you know, we've given the COVID crisis and, and uh, um, you know, all sports have basically been on a standstill for the last two and a half months and it's finally returning. And the English Premier League is actually the last of the big league clubs to, to return. Uh, we have already seen Bundesliga... Syria and also the um, Spanish La Liga return already this week and Bundesliga has been back for the past three weeks. So oh, it's been that know, long already. This yeah. Yeah. So why don't you know we, we talk about how you know have you guys actually watched the any of the, the the games in the past? So okay, never mind. Maybe I'll <laughs> give a, a bit of a, a background on, on how things have been going. Uh, you know, given the social distancing rules and stuff like that, you know, there's no crowds. There are no, you know, um, there are only essential stuff on 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 the grounds, and uh, you know, it's a little bit weird not to hear some of the fans. But I think Bundesliga has done a good job where they like, you know, pl- they 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 blast out the 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 fan noises and stuff like that. So it feels like you're playing FIFA actually. And uh, that's yeah. really interesting though, because I I think. Moving forward, right? Um, I I heard I was watching the the very first few stages of uh, the Bundesliga games, right? It kind of felt a bit flat. It felt like you're yeah. watching an exhibition game, but I think oh, like what yeah. you said, they have improved. And if I'm not wrong, I think the La, La Liga and the Premier League they're trying to use FIFA sound stage noises to to build that. That's so lazy of them. The, man. So lazy like, of the them. actual FIFA game. Yeah, they, they are they are doing a collaboration <laughs> right now. And so I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and I think for Vin, I think you are quite a sound geek, right? Yourself, <laughs> how would you, how would you foresee that happening? I I knew that Bundesliga when I watched, the, I think I watched the Dortmund match, right? And then I realized that the crowd, there was a crowd noise and a crowd reaction when yeah. they scored, when they missed, when when there was a penalty or something like that, and they were like booing and stuff. And then I went to read; it was actually. They, they wanted it to be like FIFA, but they didn't actually use the FIFA track. So they recreated the sounds based on past games that were recorded in the stadium. Oh, there's so much So some guy had to go and look through the look through the records and find all the sounds of like, of like every single scenario, right? And then after that, 
while it was being broadcast live, he has to like press a button whenever something happens to play the certain sound. So it was quite a feat. And like, I think it was almost perfect when I watched it. It, it mm. seemed like there was a crowd. But I mean, of course, when the players are on the pitch, it's, this is just for broadcast. So I don't think they're actually playing it out loud on, in the stadium. And I didn't know that oh, they really? were going to do that in the Premier League. So the Premier League is just taking it from EA Sports. Because uh. I yeah, thought EA Sports uh, didn't want La to Liga share. Also. Uh, ah. I, I think oh. they, are, they worked out an agreement. Like I think they, it was only announced two days ago. Oh, okay, let me see. FIFA 21 will be more exclusive to the EPL then. I guess <laughs> I <so>. guess. <laughs> Get more licensing. No, I think I okay, think actually for some of the the stadiums in the Bundesliga, they actually played the the sounds, the crowd sounds over the stadium uh, speakers. Oh, so okay. so it gave like extra motivation to some of the players, I guess. Because yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was listening to this um another podcast about like the return of EPL, and one of the players from was it, I think Watford. They had like mm. training games. They've been having friendlies the past week. And they were testing out the sounds in the stadium. And mm. I remember the, the player said, like, this, this is stupid. Like, it sounds... Like, even though the silence will, will make it be, like, a training match, like, he said the sounds in the stadium itself sounded quite stupid. Because sometimes there were delays. Sometimes they were playing, like, the wrong oh. sounds at the wrong time. Because football happens so fast. Imagine, like, you you did something, like, you did, like, a tackle and then you press the wrong the wrong sound or something like that. So, apparently, it happened during the... the Test period, so it's quite funny to hear. Can you can you imagine if the opposition team scores and then they will <laughs> play the the oh cheering shit, song? Fuck that. I just want to hear vulgarities being played on on this on the seat uh, on the radio. Oh my god! Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actually, I watched one of the uh, Dortmund games as well, right? And then the commentator said that he could hear someone that he recognized, one of his colleagues or friends, shouting a vulgarity, uh, in German. So he was like, oh my god, uh, you know, with all the lack of these crowd sounds, you can actually hear people mm. shouting vulgarities and they might have to Shit. watch their language. Get this getting I, really up close with the, uh, on pitch then. Yeah, in yeah, some yeah, ways yeah. that's more realistic, right? It's yeah. like, it's more authentic. So you're watching the, it's like you're watching the match live at home, like live without the crowd sounds. If you hear exactly what's going on on the pitch and stuff. Do you think it but will yeah, we'll have see. any effect like on their performance? I think performances? it's bound to be an effect. There has yeah. to be... I, I think you already see it in the Bundesliga, like like the home crowd advantage is not there anymore. Like apparently a lot more teams are losing at home than previously in the Bundesliga. So there's this like the home advantage is not there anymore. But that's fine for menu anyway, they're losing at home quite a lot. <laughs> it may work. <laughs> it may work in your favor. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just but uh, there's no more fortresses. Yeah, I mean, okay, talk about Liverpool, right? And their and their Anfield fortress. There has to be some sort of psychological edge that you have when you have like fifty, sixty thousand people like chanting and singing your yeah, singing your song, singing your name, and you will lift you up. I, mean, I guess now it's just entirely up to the players' mentality. Yeah, it's just yeah, to how, be honest. To be honest, like yeah. listening to yeah. to you'll never walk alone, right? It's actually a cathartic experience. It's like you know. It's like entering a church and listening to to the song of God. Honestly, <laughs> like e- even as a as a Arsenal fan, right? You listen mm. to you never walk alone. You feel something, you know. I don't know about y'all, uh. <laughs> Have you experienced it in person before, Nigel? Uh, uh, no, no, I've never been to Enfield, but uh, going to to Harry's Bar in Singapore. <laughs> every day, it's every the day closest you've come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels a little bit like the cop. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you got like that tingles that oh shit, um, they're yeah. singing in unison and solidarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even as a neutral, it, it okay. honestly is better than any song I've heard. No, yeah, it's a great I, football I, I, song. I, yeah, that's a, it's a great football song. I still think Forever Bowling Bubbles is still quite good also though for West Ham. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel I like, like that's like that's, that song, that's the natural choice for you, Amiru. That song, the edgy choice. Are you all actually looking forward to the English Premier League coming back? To be honest, actually, I, the, th- I, know, I I think I am. Months. Like, I was looking at all the different like news and updates, um, on the before the start of like the league and like, especially for United, like, we are quite. I think I'm quite excited to see the the full team strength like Pogba and. Um, Bruno Fernandes, Rashford, all mm. coming back. Um, and especially we left, I think we left the season off at a good, on a good run. Although now it's a bit, I think it's a bit harder to continue that run after such a long break. But it's going to be nice to see that full squad, the full strength of the Man United coming back. You know, I was a bit scared, you know, because uh, we lost a friendly 2-1 to, was it West Brom, if I'm not wrong? <laughs> yes. And it when was, when it was... Bruno Fernandes and Pogba played, right? That, yes. They yeah. played two matches. The first one they lost, second one they won to you one. I so think. we won on aggregate like four three. So yeah. it's not so bad. <laughs> that's not how it works, by the way. <laughs> Shut up! It works like that. It's yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. So I was like, Fuck "Hey, that's four three aggregate, right? Okay, okay, still can, still can." <laughs> that counts. That counts as a win. <laughs> I think. But I think I'm, I'm very interested yeah. to see uh, Bruno Fernandez and Pogba whether they can play together because they're they there's so much speculation about whether they will fit in together because they are both kind of similar in terms of their positions and. They are attacking creativity and stuff like that. So, I mean, I I I'm, I missed football quite a lot, actually, and and I don't really watch as I didn't really watch as much uh, leading up to it. But now that it's not been here for two months, right? You know, it's like absence makes makes the heart fonder. You really kind of miss seeing your team play and you miss the atmosphere, you miss the weekends, you miss having stuff to talk about with people. So sports wise, what, what do you think of Arsenal, on? Nigel? I and am yeah, actually not season. looking forward to the restart. <laughs> yeah. Why? The the only thing the only thing I'm looking forward to is actually um the fact that all the non-playing staff can actually continue their work, you know, because uh with the covid thing, you know, a lot of the clubs are hit financially. Um staff are not being paid, some of them are being put on furlough, things like that. So on a football wise, right, I don't I don't look forward to seeing Arsenal lose again and not enter the Europe for the first time. <laughs> so not qualifying for Europa League, not qualifying for Champions League. <laughs> I'm looking forward to next season. And where then selling we off um, proper Pepe also. I don't think we will sell off Pepe. <laughs> I think we will sell off <laughs> Alba, we'll sell off uh, Lacazette, we'll sell off David Luiz and things like that. So <laughs> I'm just looking for a rebuild. Yeah, I I just want this season to be over. Actually, you say that every season for uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> ever familiar. since ever since twenty oh four, I think I've been saying that every season. It's okay. But to it's be okay. fair, United gone through that that phase also. We are still, still going, going through, through that. Phase. Yeah, we are going through yeah. that phase. No, not once <laughs> right it starts. Now. Well, we're gonna win the league next season. Yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a while to build a dynasty, la. I mean, like you see Liverpool. I mean, thirty years after the last time they 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 they, they have lifted a trophy. So yeah, it really takes a while for you to for someone to bounce back. Yeah, club did it for in me, about I'm, four years. Yeah, four years is not too bad. What I mean, yeah, they had yeah. uh, Dalgish uh, part two. Oh Brandon yeah, yeah, Rogers. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, Brendan Rodgers came so close though. 
Yeah. Kim like and then Gerard slip right then yeah and, so there's so many iconic moments for that yeah. during that season Suarez crying yeah that was a good team that was a good team but uh this this season I mean their dominance is crazy right just watching the last uh don't know how many tw- twenty over games that they have played right they have never looked like they were going to lose a single game have you they all they all watch yeah play, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's crazy also because they, they continued the form from last season and the only reason they lost last season was because Man City was even better. Yep. So yep. technically they they were quite dominant for 70 over plus games to be honest which is <laughs> quite a fit. And it it's pains the, me to say that as a yeah, manager. I feel jealous. <laughs> that, that mental edge that they have, right? Can you imagine you go a whole season and you just miss it and you think it's your best season yet and the next season you just come back and you're even stronger and you blow away the, your competition by like 20-30 points it's crazy I mean like hats off to Liverpool uh. I mean they they are really truly deserving winners and I say this with like you know as a Man U <laughs> fan with clenched teeth but I respect that and I think that it's their time to win it and you know they deserve it but it sucks uh. <laughs> also what do you think about Man U's performance so far? well Awkward silence. They, they, they <laughs> <you>. That's terrible. <laughs> We're all thinking of a political, correctly, politically correct answer to to reply. What an impassioned defen- defense of your club. Frustrating. Yeah. They give you hope, and then you, and then you suddenly feel like they they found their stride, and then they just go and lose the next game to some mid mid table or bottom team, and you're just like, okay. It's you know, after they beat Chelsea four zero. The yep. first o- the opening day, then yeah. all the menu fans talking like, "Oh, this is our season, man! You know, we got this." Lanciao. You see Rashford. <laughs> what oh, were the positives? What are the positives this season? Rashford, I think Rashford. Then he got injured, but at the start, I think he was definitely looking very sharp. And I think once Bruno Fernandez came into the team, like their whole attack looked different. He brought like this creativity. Um, I think the younger players are doing quite well also. Um, yeah, McTominay. Yeah, McTominay. But he was also out injured for a while. Andres Pereira. He's not that young. He's, yeah. he's, he's new. Okay. He's kind of new. Don't say Linga yeah. because Linga is not young also. Linga is born in 92, man. Linga is an old man that plays like he's like new talent. He doesn't deserve all his hate, guys. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> but to be fair, uh, I I quite like how um, Solskjaer is treating him uh, in, when he's not really performing or he just calls yeah. him out and gives him the hair dryer treatment even when it, when the game is ongoing. So that's a nice change from him being let loose and I don't know, it just feels nice as a fan to watch that your care, your, your manager fucking cares about what is going on on the field. Uh. And he, you're speaking about that, that match you know, where he shouted at Lingard, right? And he was like, you, yeah. one more time you lose the ball, you're coming off. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah well, that's it's like Sosha says what every menu fan is thinking. Yeah, yeah. So that was Have you ever been impressed by Sosha? Yeah, I yes, I think because I I think I didn't ex- expect him to come this far <laughs> when he came in, and I thought it was gonna be like an interim thing, which it was, right? So much and faith. That, <laughs> <laughs> the, they were winning every game. Yeah, and then they went on this like crazy run, and yeah. I was like, wow, maybe he is the guy. But then after he became the manager, then he the kind of form dropped a bit but yep. he always seems to bounce back doing big games whenever you think mm. his job is on the line <laughs> he comes back and he wins a big game maybe he needs that pressure yeah yeah yeah. Yep. never back him into a corner yeah. that's why the 1999 um, Champions League season what 
back into the corner. Fuck off. <laughs> it's all about last minute, right? Yeah. Last minute. More last than minute 10 years ago, him. guys. Please. More than 20 years ago. It's still relevant. Can you imagine that? Same guy. And Sosha has worn it. That iconic yeah. line. And and Vin is wearing the perfect testimonial for Sosha. You know, like the, he's wearing the jersey that Sosha yeah, retired in. Oh. This is the, his last season. Oh my yeah. god, please. We have some fan service over here right now. Yeah, yeah. They're disgusting. I feel like vomiting. It's 2000, 2007, <laughs> I think, and they also won the league that, that season. Oh, that Fuck team was crazy. Last, my last jersey yeah. with Who's Cristiano, biggest... Solskjaer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that season was crazy. Who was the biggest disappointment so far, actually? In United uh, or for Yeah, for United. For United. Then, then we'll talk about like, other teams. I would say De Gea for me. Why? Because no, uh, I mean he he's always considered as world class, right? But this season he looks a bit flappable. He look, he kind of reminds me of me when I play football sometimes. Like I just don't feel confident. <laughs> wow, you're comparing yourself like, to the the, the yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just saying about confidence. You know, like I see. Wow. Just, wow. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I win games. Uh, not just. Uh, oh oh oh! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain Nigel. Uh, uh but oh, yeah, uh, I agree. I yeah, agree. he's he's not. Uh, he's not as rock solid as he was the last two seasons. Yeah, he's made a few so, mistakes, right? Yeah. This season. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know enough to know who disappointed me. But why is that? What? What? Why have you stopped watching? How? How often you used to watch it last time? I think I used to watch it almost like almost every game, but that was quite a while back. I think I started once. Once like Ferguson retired. Once like Moyes took over after one season. Then my, my just viewership just started to decline all the way. I used to buy like jerseys every every season. And then, you know, my favorite players left, like like Ronaldo and then Rooney. I mean and then the new although the new players came in, yes, but it was that, that kind of magic I had with, with United during that period. It was a bit lost from there. So I watched less, less and less and less over the time. My interest got back again after when Mourinho came. Um, but then that was also like a disappointing um, season, and yeah, it was it was tough to watch. Yeah. Actually, Mourinho's time is not that disappointing. Looking looking back at it, right, he won quite a few things, and they did they came in second in the league. Yep. Also, it wasn't the there was a lot more drama to like like unwanted drama in football then, also especially the United team. So I I, I was Mourinho thrives what. I know, and, and I wasn't very, like, into watching that or being a part of it, so I kind of, like, just dismissed it. But when did you start watching Menu? How old were you? Well, I, I remember I first watched them, literally, I first watched them when they came to Singapore. Um, 2001, is it? Yeah. Yeah, when we were, like, yeah, primary, yeah. primary one. We I went for that one. match, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah, they won eight one. Yeah, that was and my... Indra Shadan scored. <laughs> yeah, he took off his shirt. He took off his shirt and I ran around nice the stadium. <laughs> Everyone loved it, and, and I wasn't there into like football that time. Like I remember, I had like some like, exams coming up, and I brought my like Chinese textbook and workbook to the to the stadium. To the to stadium. Do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because my it was my cousin who brought me there. Like he tried to introduce yeah. me to football. He was he's a crazy. United fan, so he tried to, so he brought me and tried to like convert me in a way. So I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool, like a team that wins eight <laughs> one against Singapore. So like, why not? And then he bought me a jersey. It's like okay, and yeah, since then I've been like 
getting a jersey every season. Um, being That's where Bates played as an outfielder, right? Fuck yeah, me. that was yeah. that was a bit disrespectful. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a fun. I think the the magic of football was still there. I remember, like I think even so, watching skulls like he shot like from outside the box, then he, then the keeper saved, and the, I remember the ball flying like. I could you remember like flying over the stadium or something like that. It was crazy. It was like, mm. it's like, wow. Like I, the magic of football was there. And like United was the one who introduced me to it. I mean, I, watching watching the team like seasons after that also was was crazy. Like having Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez, all these crazy players come in. Yeah, it was, it was a nice, nice, I think almost nice 10 years. Golden years. Yeah. I, I don't know why, why they all fixate so much on the on the older player I mean the, the the yesteryear and all that maybe you, you can share why and who's your favorite player I think that was before like social media <laughs> like the whole football and social media thing I think it kind of coincided with like drama and everything like previously it was just mostly about football there was very little like clout related mm. to it even if there was it was like very like Beckhamish. It was only like Beckham that had the clout. Like even Ronaldo, the bigger yeah. superstar, then was like, he didn't have much like fame in that way, in the in the way players have now. Mm. Mm. And you see like players like Lingard, like like Pogba. I mean, they're just a different breed of players, which I don't resonate with as much. Mm. Like, I guess it's because also because of social media. I guess you see it more because of social media. Like previously, yeah. like. Like you have, see, you see players in United like Alan Smith, like um, Rooney, like Ferdinand, like Vidic. Those were like, I know to me, those were the players that I, I admired. Not so much like, like Smalling or like um, I guess Phil Jones is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, Small DD man, <laughs> Jonesta. <laughs> 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 Yeah, like like that rock solidness of 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 what I like about football. It was like after like Vijay and Ferdinand left, all these players like retired. I think they couldn't really be replaced. Like even until mm. now, they are such like personalities. But I ca- I can't imagine like like even the rivals r- rivalries they had then like like Keane and Vieira, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Carragher and Ferdinand, and like the defense of Liverpool and United. Those were like crazy rivalries, which are, it was so much drama, but it was like football drama. It wasn't like um, social media drama or like someone like crashed their Lambo or like got drunk in a club, turned up late for training. I mean, even if that happened, like Ferguson would just throw a boot at them or something like that. It was all revolved around football. But now, it was, it, to me, it's kind of different. Like It's more of like a lifestyle. You see like dabbing here, dabbing there. Um, jerseys have become pink color. I mean, nothing against pink, but but it just feels a bit off. Puma and pink, that's like the worst combination. Like tight-fitting pink jerseys. <sighs> YJ, YJ. I think you can take over Nigel's. Uh, Sorry, I'm ranting. Nigel shits on segment. Nigel's yeah. Rent. Yeah, yeah Nigel ran segment. I, no, I, I, do, I do have an argument against that, but maybe uh, Amir, you can share like, you know, what, what, who do you miss most and why, what, what do you like about the yesteryears? I really miss um, Rooney the most because uh, he really inspired me to continue playing football and I, I just love him as a personality on the field. He is tenacious, mm. he's hardworking, he just doesn't give a shit. And he just doesn't complain too much, so mm. I, I um I think like what um there's a lot of stories about him, but my favorite is when 
you know like how there's so many strong personalities in 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 the United dressing room, right? And um and when Ronaldo left, there was a lot of pressure on Nani to perform, and he's always yeah. been compared to Ronaldo. So, so <laughs> Nani has is one of the players that has never gotten a hair dryer treatment. Yeah, really. So like, <laughs> yeah, really, and because uh, he 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 kind of before and he cried, and he just like you know he just couldn't he 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 had a really bad breakdown after that. So, <laughs> Ferguson's way of like, I'm channeling the anger right, was to score Rooney, and Rooney will be like, "What the fuck did I do?" <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> so he he really took one for the team just so his team can perform <laughs> even on and off the field. So mm. I I really miss that personality and I celebrate Rooney. Um, there's there's a Rooney poster on my wall also. I I bought it. I, I shipped it when he retired, and I really cried when he reached the two hundred fifty goal mark, <laughs> and when he retired from. I mean not really retired, but he left United. I really I I have a lot of heart to heart conversations with my with my friends about Rooney's impact, and we all share the same sentiments. Are that we are sad that he's gone, and I, I'm happy to see him at Derby right now. <laughs> so it feels it's like coming back next year. Maybe yeah, so I'm really excited for that. I'm I'm really waiting for the reception that he's gonna receive by the old Trafford crowd and by the people from the Trafford and to sing his name again. Mm. So yeah, uh, but I supported United when I was eight. Not a glory hunter, Nigel, because I thought they had a really nice water bottle. <laughs> so this is why marketing <laughs> and merchandise are very important. Yeah. The so it was yeah, back then, right? bottle, okay. yeah it was at a world of sports or royal sporting house at Jerome point mm. and it was between real madrid and manchester united but i chose man united because they had a devil in the logo and i just wanted to be a you felt like a bad boy kid. <laughs> yeah like this chubby boy like he has the most fiercest part of his of him is his water bottle so yeah the devil, that, that the was how devil. i got i i I didn't even know it was called Manchester United, you know. Like, <laughs> I had to read the logo. <laughs> I had to ask my dad, like, how do you even pronounce Manchester? <laughs> Wait, so, do yeah, you even play how... uh football then at that time? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, <laughs> I had no, I had no sporting talent. I still have no sporting talent. So, <laughs> no, like, so you're yeah. awesome keeper. You're awesome keeper. But you're the gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need confidence. Yeah, I need confidence. Yeah. And Nigel has been giving me a lot of pep talks whenever we play on the field. So thank you, um, Tony Adams. I guess I I'll call you yeah, Tony no Adams. Thanks. <laughs> what, what about yeah, Nigel? Uh, how about me? No, no. You yeah. tell me first about how you got into Arsenal. Oh, how yeah. how you? If you weren't glory hunting, yeah. How did you find Arsenal? Because Arsenal were amazing during the time we were growing up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So actually, right. I I know I shit on you for glory hunting, right? But the first time I watched them was when they won the double in uh ninety eight. <laughs> so yeah. So I I, I remember okay. First of all, right, I I I really like the way Barcelona play, uh, because at that time Rivaldo was my favorite player, so I think nice. he was my my first. I really like the flair and I really like um, the way he controlled the ball and things like that. Then, I I don't know how, but I stumbled upon a game where Arsenal was playing. I think um, I can't remember who, but they were playing in Highbury, and then the first thing I remember was how loud it sounded and how it looked like a small club and that's why I was like wow fuck you know they sound like the underdogs but I didn't know at the time they were the ch- like, you know going to be champions <laughs> and then I, I like I like the way that they played with strength and power and yet there was so much uh, like elegance to it and that was the era that defined uh, how 
Arsene Wenger's teams were that they were powerful but they were elegant I mean towards the end of obviously he he sort of fell off the rocker lah, but you know at the start of his career in Arsenal he introduced this this elegant way of playing and he, uh, I remember ca- uh, calling it the Arsenal way Is there's a certain style to it where where it's so fl- uh, fluid and so free flowing and that's why I supported them in, in 98 and then in 99 when Menu dominated everything I was like oh fuck this I picked the wrong team <laughs> but, <laughs> but but you still okay had the loyalty after that one year of supporting yeah. Arsenal. You stick with Arsenal. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, give that give to you. Give you still a boy. Eight or nine. Yeah, that's why I was only eight or nine. I I, I resisted the temptation to to hop over, you know. Yeah. But but I I really like the like you said the rivalry and things like that. And I I do want to address your your point about how you think that players now are more uh fixated on on social media and all that. You know, at that time, right before. Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger all came in, right? People were drinking more. They mm-hmm. were less. They were less um, um, focused on their fitness. You know, um, Arsene Wenger introduced this groundbreaking thing called nutrition at the time, and everyone was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" You know. And then suddenly yeah, they played yeah. better. They were more healthy. They could run they were more. The pioneers. Yeah, I mean, so 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 your point about how last time they were more, they were harder or they were, you know, more focused on their football. It's not true because now I, football has evolved. I don't think they are more focused on their football. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that the modern players are not focused on the football. It's just a lot of the mystique of a footballer is in the air now, mm. like in, in the world now. Like, like even though they drank and everything, like, like you wouldn't really know about it. Not as much until like after they retired. Doesn't that like, make their job even harder now? It does, it does. I'm not saying it doesn't like I'm sure it's harder to like even hide that drinking or they are maybe it's better that they drink less. I'm not saying that it's good or bad but it's just a lot of the things like like I'm not saying that one batch of players is like worse or better than the other. It's just Hmm. you kind of see more you see less of the mystique of a football player. Like you know the phrase like you it's hard for you to meet your heroes. Like when you meet your heroes, you kind of like, will usually disappoint you. And that yeah. kind of seems like what social media has done to a lot of footballers for me. Like if I didn't know about Pogba's like whole like um, trendiness on social media and everything, like I thought he'd be like the, the coolest footballer. Like he's like, like a better version of Vieira maybe. But now like, it, but it's more of the... <laughs> <laughs> but it's more of the like the whole dabbing thing at the start and like the social media-ness of it, it just kind of turned me off compared to like that's what, a really interesting point also yeah. to, to raise up you know YJ because right because of social media Dele Ali is missing his game against Manchester United this week oh, <laughs> yeah. because he was being yeah. racist oh <laughs> yeah. like how really what did he say to the listeners yeah. yeah he was making fun of, a, of, of, of coronavirus right and and any being linked to being linked to a China man or something. I can't really remember the the, the oh. details about it, but but yeah, he he was punished by the FA, by the Premier League by for tweeting or something like that. I think I think mm. it was a tweet. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it was a it was a I think it was a video like a snap video or something video? that he oh shit oh a picture uh, he basically took a picture of him wearing a mask with a Chinese looking guy behind him, and then he was like something like unprotected or something or something along those lines uh, like to insinuate that. The guy had coronavirus, virus, yeah. and he was being protected. 
Delhi so Ali, that's, yeah. Delhi Ali has a has an issue with social media. I mean, he he was caught. Um, uh, I think he he sent a Snapchat accidentally to to the public, of him getting his dick sucked. So, he has <laughs> issues. Accidentally, like, are you sure yeah. it's accidentally? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. How world, convenient! Right? <laughs> yeah. he wants to leak a sex tape of himself <laughs> to be famous, man. To be relevant in the news. But that's the thing, right? It's everything is so open right now that you lose your. I think the hero status that we used to put the footballers on this pedestal, where we used to be like, "Wow, these guys are the perfect people." You know, they are like amazing on the pitch, and then you don't really like all these controversial things only happen to to the footballers that were so over the top, and like maybe like Paul Gascoigne or stuff like that, where they were just like very public about their, mm. in, in their very in the public eye when they did something I mean you don't even know what all the other stuff they've done right because it's only those stuff that the, the tabloids pick up on or be it anything that Beckham did because he was dating like posh spies and stuff like that but you don't really hear a lot of like the other things that go that go on in the background and most of the time you focus on the f- I'm, I mean that being said we were also like 8, 10 years old right so how much were we reading tabloids at that point so we were just watching the football in a very innocent way like we were just watching football and we supporting our team mm. so I, I I do think it has changed but you can look at it the same way that Nigel said players now have even harder job to maintain the image because they are supposed to be like oh you want to engage, engage with your fans you need to be on social media but you, have to, you still need to follow all these rules that you know uh, co- portray yourself as like a wholesome footballer who keep, likes to keep fit you know like during yeah. the circuit breaker people were posting videos of them exercising you know to show that they've not been slacking that running when challenge sport- also right yeah. came from like the the virus came yeah. from a social media yeah, yeah. thing so you could and argue that doing, it's a lot harder yeah. now on top of that also they're doing other things you know community initiatives Marcus Rashford is feeding the poor uh, he's feeding kids things like that like they're expected to do so much right and you fail to to remember that some, I mean, some people, you know, forget that they are they are very young. They are younger than us. They they from a young age, from eighteen years old, right? They are really thrust into the spotlight, and they are expected to be role models to so many people, millions. Yeah, it's definitely it's not it's not easy in this day and age to be a footballer for sure to maintain your image and and still perform on the pitch. But I guess it comes with the the job, especially for them. I guess that that I guess my point about like. 10 years ago it was just a mystique of like like mm. football and the the legend of like Ferguson's like hair dryer treatments and all that that was just like part of the mystique now you have documentaries about Guardiola and like um what's the other team that they had documentary Sunderland. about yeah Sunderland, Sunderland. <laughs> Sunderland I mean, I was, like die. yeah that was quite Sunderland a good one but um, I think the difference is right where it comes where I see the difference between now and then is how strongly players feel about their own club. Mm. I, I I do feel like the rivalry between teams when we were growing up was just so much more feisty. It was like, yeah. it was, yeah, like exactly. the Keane versus Vieira, Evra and Suarez and all these things. Mm. Like, I mean, it was, that was more recent, uh, but they definitely had a more intense hatred for each other yeah. on the pitch. The, the cool thing is like Jamie Carragher and, and Gary Neville can talk about it and joke about it now and they're yeah. such good pundits. They're really <laughs> awesome pundits to watch. But they both hated each other when they were playing for Man U and Liverpool. They were like arch rivals. 
And you don't really, you, you feel that, but not really the same level anymore with like footballers. Because yeah, you know how they had, they before the game, they would be talking to each other and shaking each other's hand and stuff like that. A lot of the old players were saying that like, you never, you never see stuff like that. Like people like Roy Keane would be like, why are these players shaking their hands and like having conversations before the match with their rival teammates? I mean, with their rival team. You know, you never see that in the past. In the past, it's all just like focus. Like Gary Neville didn't even want to shake Peter Schmeichel's hand when he played for Man City and it was Man U versus Man City. Like Schmeichel came up to him to shake his hand and Gary Neville just looked at him and looked away. He was like, <laughs> focus on the game. That's what Ferdinand yeah. was saying also, you know, it's just like players now, they're all friends off the pitch also because of social media. They're all connected in that way. Even though they may not have met each other, they they, they follow each other on social media. They, they like each other's posts on social media. So they... It's more friendly in that in in that sense. Yeah. That's rivalry. Do you think Messi follows Ronaldo on on Instagram? <laughs> no idea. I think they hate I, each other. I think I, I think Messi yeah. has a fake account to follow Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is a really good point, right? I mean, like what you all have have, have shared that this rivalry is um is very intense and very feisty. And mm. what I want to see is how this there there'll be a lot of derby games coming up um during the. Uh, upcoming weeks, right? And I, w- I really want to see how the players are going to be behaving towards one another when there are no fans. Because there's no mm. like, you know, whenever you see Liverpool versus Manchester United, all the fans will be in your face, right? Like, fuck you. I don't know how they, what they shout, <laughs> but like... <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> you sound you, like my dog. You can see you the like gestures. <laughs> you can see the gestures like... Rah, rah. Yeah, but yeah, like when effect, there's yeah. no fans inciting anything will it be very friendly or yeah I just want to see like a WWE like tackle coming in into like from I don't know who's playing uh, who's the first rival game that's gonna be playing Everton and Liverpool is it? Probably but I heard some yeah, of okay, the, yeah. the derbies they're gonna move it to a neutral location because like Why? As, don't know the, apparently the police recommended it and they're still deciding whether to do it oh, to move like okay. derbies to, to neutral like stadiums and stuff yeah, so yeah. We, don't, we don't know what will happen. But let me yeah. pose a question to you: Does it really affect their play, playing ability? You know, if they are friends, I think it affects the entertainment what, what, of yeah. the sport, the drama of the sport itself. Mm. Like, mm. sure, I'm, I'm sure they are better athletes now than, than even five years ago. Like the speed of these players, I, I, I'm sure Ronaldo was like the pioneer in that. Like the physical specimen that he is, he's like, he's like. <laughs> Oh, I'm blushing. Talking okay, about don't it. don't go on your whole Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, stop celebrating. Uh, <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, but actually, I was thinking about it. Like the whole period of the time, like ten years plus ago, like it was the same time, like when Michael Jordan was playing. Because I remember watching like the Last Dance and how during that time it kind of mirrored like the Premier League. There was this whole drama on the court. Like you're talking about how Michael Jordan would go out for drama. To like even the small thing, even the smallest thing would incite him, because make that it, makes it personal, right? Yeah, he makes it personal, personal. Yeah, because he wants to win. Because that what that's what pushes him to win, and that is the fuel he uses to push his team to win. So I guess it kind of like, I'm sure there's similarities to the Premier League, like that kind of drama around it will, will probably push the desire for a team to win. I mean that's why definitely why like Keane and Gary Neville. They all acted that way. Their whole desire to push their team to win, and that, although there was like some nastiness to it, but it provided a lot of sporting drama, which we don't see nowadays. And that's what I think I kind of miss a lot from football these days. 
because it's entertainment, right? Football is entertainment, and and it's just to have those storylines in the background where these players are both both teams are so desperate to win, and they both have this mentality that they are so loyal to their clubs, and it just feels like when you're not looking at each other in the tunnel, and both of them are just focused on their on the objective to win the match instead of like talking and shaking hands before that, right? It just makes it way more. Like it just sets the scene way better mm. for like you, and then well, once the match starts and the tackles start flying in, and then they start like getting in each other's face and stuff like that. As fa- as a fan, you just be like, you know that they're playing with their hearts on their sleeves. You know they're yeah. playing for their club. It's like it's just another level of entertainment. Yeah, it's like you see a hard tackle go in, then in your head it's like, oh shit's gonna get good. You know, it's that kind of feeling that you don't really yeah. see. Now. It's like that that Martin Keown and Van Nistelrooy, like they were just like <laughs> pulling oh, each yeah, other, yeah, like, yeah, spitting yeah, on cool. each other. <laughs> Wow, that game was exactly. super entertaining, man. Yeah. It yeah. was so entertaining watching that. Yeah, I think I think you have a point. Because I, I remember when uh, Van Persie joined uh, Man U, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost cried. I thought, no, I, my heart actually broke. I could feel my heart breaking when, when I heard the news. And then, because he was not just my favorite player, right? Because he actually embodied everything Arsenal was. Um, you know, um, f- um, free-flowing football, powerful strong he can finish he can pass he can hold the ball up things like that and then when he joined us um i mean sorry when he joined menu right i was i was shattered there i think and then i compared that to how i felt a few years later when alexis joined manchester united he was also our best player he was our top scorer one of our top assist makers and then he joined manchester united but then I didn't feel anything because he didn't embody Arsenal as much or, you know, maybe the drama was just less and, mm. you know, you don't feel as much as, as the years progress. So I think you all have a point, actually. Yeah, you don't you yeah. don't see that nowadays with, like, even player transfers and everything. Like, I think the last one was probably, like, Van Persie. Like, the last one, yeah. I really remember, like, the drama. Like, people, like, Sterling to Messi Judas. Yeah, Sterling oh, yeah, to City, yes. yeah. Yeah, well, the, the Van Persie one was even more intense because he won the league and then Arsenal had to give him the guard of honour when Menu came out oh, yeah. at the oh, Emirates. Yeah. That, was that was like... Yeah. There was some good <laughs> was drama, speed man. in wow. your face. I could feel the pain in the Arsenal fans, man. <laughs> but you see, right, then that, that whole thing was such good banter in school. When we were in school, right, and yeah. we used to live for stuff like that because if it that happened on the weekend, on Monday, you go in ready to make fun of all your Arsenal or Liverpool fans. Yeah. And then yeah. if you if like Man U loses, right, I would dread going into school on Monday because I knew I was going to get it from all my friends. And, and I wouldn't get it. It would be the whole week. Like every small thing would be like, oh yeah like menu like like, yeah, like yeah. any any screw up I have is like oh just like menu in the weekend and it <laughs> yeah, was I, it was something that yeah it's unmatched I mean I, I think it's also the time that we like our age when we were watching it right it's just like this, in school you you have your friends who are your diehard Arsenal fans diehard Liverpool fans and you just click even though you didn't like each other because of the team you supported but you always have that something to talk about come Monday or come Wednesday yeah. or you yeah. know in the Champions League and stuff like that yeah like Amiril remember you guys feel the same? we made like I remember like me and Amiril we made like our friend wear she's a Liverpool fan and we made her wear a United jersey <laughs> and Liverpool lost shout yeah, out that, to that, was, that was fun yeah <laughs> she listens to our podcast by the way oh really <laughs> hi Fifi yeah. thanks for hope you still remember that moment 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember long years probably of scarred for life now. And I remember when we were studying in the, the UK and I think Fifi came over to the UK to visit there. I met her. And I think that was the time where Gerard slipped. Oh, oh my oh. god. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. Oh. It was she bought the ticket to Gerard's last game. Was it Stoke? A few hundred. Oh, it wasn't pounds. a Chelsea match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a Chelsea match. Yeah. And I, I don't think, think so. No, wait, when was his last game? Uh? No, he, that Stoke, wasn't his last was game. Stoke. He was, was, yeah, five, that was like five. a few games. Was it five something, is it? Or oh, the last check. Enfield game was, oh. or something. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, she went for uh, the Gerard's last Enfield last game. game, right? At Enfield oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure it was, the, the sleep didn't happen then, right? No, it, it happened was, before, before that match. And then they, and was, uh, yeah, yeah, so I remember I, I saw her there and I was like, eh, hey, Gerard sleep. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, it was just like such a epic thing to like tell tell her and like like you don't get that kind of banter anymore in football. It's like what are you gonna say like like Lingard missed again. <laughs> what else? But I I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like an age thing, right? So what if the younger fans now? I I'm not very familiar, but like what if people in secondary school now or poly who watch football like do they? I wonder if they feel the same way that we did growing up or whether they have that same banter because that that used to be like almost all we talked about in school it was we can every, do a straw poll every day yeah we can do, we can like do an insta, insta poll yeah <laughs> should be asking with all uh, from our we have 30 supporters now 30 followers on instagram <laughs> yeah hey, thanks guys <laughs> shout out to all 30 of you four of us are including uh, ourselves Actually, actually, other than the 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 you know our our teams, right? Have there been any other clubs that caught your eye? Uh, I think for wolves, me, I think I think yeah. wolves for me. Mm, mm. Were you gonna say wolves or so? Yeah, Adama Traore, man. Yeah, because Adama Traore is who supposedly doesn't <laughs> ever lift Sapao. weights. He says he doesn't lift weights. <laughs> Nonsense, Lies. right? <laughs> he probably uses resistance bands, lah, like Amiel. Yeah, man. But okay, <laughs> Wolverhampton have been really nice to watch, I think. I mean, I saw, I didn't watch all their matches, but I saw a few highlights. Uh, yeah. Who was the player? Raul Jimenez. Yeah, Raul Jimenez sure. and Adama Traore have been the highlights for me for them. And Jota. They are actually really close to qualifying for Europe. They're just behind Menu right now. Mm. Yep. And yes. same with Sheffield and United. Yeah. Sheffield, Sheffield Wolves United. and United and Man United, right? Are like contender for the fifth spot. No one's talking about Leicester. Why is no one talking about Leicester? Leicester is like, okay, it's amazing, uh, but I feel like after they won the league, right? Then you're just like, oh, okay, lah. If they're there, they're there. They're not <laughs> okay. Like... They won the league already, so what do you want to do? Yeah. Third place. Okay, but fair enough. Third place has been. But they are kind of stuttering really... right now, right? Uh, before the uh, the break. Yeah. But they're still they, third. They only have like five points. They only got five points from. 15 gate from, from a possible 15 points I think how about relegation is anyone following like the relegation zone yes. Yes. Norwich yeah. Norwich is not doing very well I fucking love Norwich by the way honestly why and it's not just it's not just because I studied there right because I watched oh, okay. the first game <laughs> against Liverpool right and they really really impressed me like they're the they're the best relegation they're, they're, they're the best team to ever played right who are going to be relegated in my opinion, because the the intro your biased introduced opinion, this, yeah. yeah. Okay, I recognize that it's biased, but <laughs> but if you watch the way they play, right, they are so fucking entertaining. They can't defend, <laughs> right? But they have players like 
Todd Canwell, who who emerged as their star player this year. He's 21 years old, uh, England international, uh, England under 21 and international. And then they have Buendia, who is this like fucking small, he looks like 1.60 or something. And then he's like this um, Argentinian who is their, their sort of orchestrator of everything. And then they have very exciting fullbacks, um, uh, Aaron's and the other guy, I can't remember his name, Luis, I think. Both fullbacks, I think they are going to be they're going to be sold off after they get relegated. So, in all honesty, right, despite their inability to defend, right, they have been so exciting because they, the way they pass, the way they transition from defense to attack, right, it's been so exciting. And if you watch their their highlights, you will, you will see that the last five teams have a chance yeah, you, to be relegated. You, you have yeah. like West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, all Brighton. with twenty seven points right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and Brighton. <laughs> To contextualize everything, yeah. So YJ, Vin were from Brighton, right? Y'all studied there, and I just studied yeah. in, in Norwich. So I don't know. Do y'all feel yeah. like, uh, oh shit, my team's gonna be relegated this season? Do y'all yeah, have a for sure? I remember the first <laughs> when we were studying in Brighton. I think the first two years they almost went to the the Premier League twice, like the yeah. whole first two years. <laughs> like they us, went to playoffs. Us so badly. Yeah. I remember watching it the first year in my, my dorm, like watching a playoff, like, fuck, 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 are they going to go through? And no. <laughs> Second year, same thing. Then finally, when we graduated, they went to the Premier League. Yeah. Oh, no. And then no. it was, that, yeah, and then we had to leave. <laughs> so we yeah. didn't have a get <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. The thing is, our, our uni was right next to the stadium. And then they, they even shared the same gym in our first year <laughs> we were there. Like yeah, the players we, would be exercising the same gym as us. Yeah, they shared the same gym. I remember seeing the Kushak, Thomas Kushak. Yeah. Yeah. in the locker room he was like running oh, wow. out the out the door of the locker room with a pizza in his hand no the first season they, they yeah they probably had a very small budget like yeah. I was on the treadmill right and then I just see this like I just felt this shadow over <laughs> over me I was like what's this I turned around right then it was like Thomas Kushak on the treadmill I was just like dude you used to play for Menu. can I like touch you yeah man <laughs> you're like right this, next to me now <laughs> and there was this Birmingham player also what's his name the Ex the defender last time. Uh, yeah, all over. Upson. Is it Matthew Upson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upson was in Brighton also. Yeah. Then um, Lua Lua. <laughs> yeah. I remember some Spanish guy that Singa was. Lua Lua. There was a Spanish guy who was always injured. They always see him in the gym. Bruno, is the, it? No, not Bruno. The, a winger, a midfielder. I don't know. Like, he was know. always on the, the quad extension machine just on one leg. Then the trainer <laughs> just like watching him. Every time I'm in a. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it's quite funny. But Nigel, when you were in Norwich, they were in the Premier League, right? Mm, no. So when I was there, they were Championship all the way. I remember I only oh, is it? oh eh, I think I the, one yeah, there was season one they were season. in the Premier League. Yeah, there was one season huh. that they were in the Premier League, and I watched an FA Cup game because it was so cheap. It was fifteen pounds, and uh, yeah, the the football was terrible. You know, uh, <laughs> atmosphere was terrible. <laughs> There were no noteworthy players. There was no philosophy in the way they played. It was the typical British football. You pass it down the flanks and then you cross it in. It's so boring. <laughs> were they playing 4-4-2? Four, four, yeah. Yeah, 4-4 four, four fucking 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Flat. I, I, I like the way they play now because um, they they implement newer ideas, which is why I like... like You mentioned all the new, play, uh, new managers like Lampard, and, and, Ateta. and Ateta and things like that yeah so they, they're actually trying something new yes it doesn't work but they'll come back again what? because it, if they have a strong enough 
way of playing, they are going to come back for sure. Actually, what's the best atmosphere that you have experienced? Me, I I didn't go to many football games, but one of the best times I went, I went to see Barcelona mm. at um, their stadium. Oh, it was crazy! Like you walked in, the stadium is like ninety thousand seater, and you like you looked up, it went all the way up. There didn't there was like yeah. no end in sight for yeah. the stadium, and you saw like. Messi and Alves warming up like they were just passing the ball from the halfway line to the goal line without the ball touching mm-hmm. the ground it's like oh shit this, this shit is real man <laughs> like, like the TV what you see on TV is coming real and like Messi was just like magical like I haven't seen a, a player like he was just on another level like you could never imagine like he was just here one moment there the other moment and like scoring a goal and like what the fuck like, like he's really a magician like so like he was like walking he was like walking around right and then all of a sudden he would just turn it on and then he would be like acceleration 99 yeah and he scored in that match right he scored the free kick the free kick and that was quite a good match right it was like athletic Bilbao Bilbao versus top four that was one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life which one the the one where he versus Bilbao and then he took on like a few players at one time. Oh yeah, no, oh, we we weren't there yeah. for that one. We were there for the. Oh. We scored. If only kick. we were there for that one. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean oh, that, that was crazy. Game. Like I, like yeah, I think that was one of the. I don't think I'll experience that again. Like the awe of seeing a stadium like so big. It's like legendary. Yeah, so I was there for that match. So I w- I went with him, and it was crazy to see that that ninety thousand stadium packed and all of them chanting but I think like my dream I mean still the best experience I've had was going to Old Trafford and watching Man U play but so this was this was in 2004 I was 13 years old and I went to watch uh, Man U versus Everton unfortunately they didn't win the match they drew it 1-1 <laughs> uh, and it was during the time where they had a slump in their season. They just got knocked out of the Champions League and they were going, they had like a rough patch. But it was, uh, there was a young Cristiano Ronaldo there that he came on, he came off the bench and he played. Ryan Giggs scored. I, uh, Rooney was playing. Yeah, I mean, that that was still the best when Ryan Giggs scored in front of Old Trafford. Like, the crowd going crazy. It was like my childhood dream come true watching them play. And that I mean, right now, right? I think if I go and watch a match at Old Trafford, it would be amazing. But I don't think it would it would live up to that feeling of that I had when I was thirteen years old and watching the match because it was like, everything that I talked about, everything that I did in my school week, in my weekends, all the banter, all the jokes, everything just boiled down to that sitting down at Old Trafford and watching a match. For me, I didn't have I didn't have the fortune of watching a EPL game. Mm. I think the the closest I've ever been to was to uh, outside of Emirates Stadium and also Stamford Bridge. But mm. I think the most memorable experience for me was when Singapore was facing Thailand in the um, Suzuki Cup in 2007. So I was mm-hmm. there when <laughs> oh that was my that was my most vulgar moment in football. I think I was there with my family <laughs> and I think that was when they saw me being really loose with my my choice of words there. Agro, agro. Because, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it was so intense and that was like what you all say, right? The rivalry between Keen, Vieira and I, I managed to, to see it there when something controversial happened. So like during this game, right? Singapore won to one but um, they were awarded, I think they were, they were given like a really late penalty in like the 80 plus minute if I'm not wrong. 
And then Thailand, the entire Thailand team, right? They just walked out of the field yep. in protest. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So, yeah. So, for me, right, as a kid, right, I had school the next day. I had to miss school because I was so tired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, what, what happened right? then? After I, I, the team walked out, did they, they take the penalty? Uh, uh, so, this, uh, they were awarded the penalty first and then like, I think they scored. I can't really remember how it, the sequence so of the events. So, it was 1-1, is it? It was 1-1. One, one. Yeah, then like when they, when, they, when they took the penalty, it was 2-1 afterwards. Yeah, but I think it, it, they disappeared for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or, or so. It was so long. It felt like an eternity. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was I think it was the Suzuki Cup final also. Yeah, that, yeah, it that, was. that game. But yeah, that was a really fun um, moment for me, even though I don't have any Premier League experiences, right? <laughs> but that really reminded me of like, you know, how fun football can be. And mm. you can get that sort of like raw passion and raw energy, yeah. regardless of the um competition level. Like it is a universal language that everybody can feel and I don't know have have access to when the, the moment hu- is right, la. The human emotion. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's so raw and something so enticing to like, just be overwhelmed with it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's just quite sexy. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, <laughs> uh, maybe sexy is not the correct word to use. Yeah, but like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it is. <laughs> so, Nigel, what's your your favorite moment in football besides um, Van Persie's transfer? <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a really low blow, man. Or oh, the most emotional moment? No, I, I don't. Okay, I don't. I don't have one like really emotional moment. I, I know the best. So the atmosphere that I experienced was in St. Mary's Stadium, actually. Southampton. Yeah, Southampton played. Yeah, where Southampton played uh, Arsenal. And Southampton, right, is a club that you really feel like everyone is a family. That's what I thought. La. I, I don't feel that in Emirates Stadium because honestly, like, it's just too big. Southampton is the right amount of fans, you feel. And um, everyone just seemed to know each other. Like even walking there, right, where you can see the, the stadium from far and then you walk through the, the houses, right, and then you see everyone walking with you it really felt like a like a family kind of club. And mm. the thing is, I was sitting with like the Southampton fans, so I couldn't cheer, right, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I, I have a funny story. I actually watched a game, right, at Old Trafford where uh, um, Arsenal played Manchester United. And oh, when my friend this? told me, yeah, this was uh, 20... When, when, did, when did Rashford make his debut? Oh, you mean that match? You watched that yeah, match? Yeah, that match. That fucking match. Oh my match, goodness. Right? That, when he so, scored two goals. Uh. <laughs> I drove five hours from Norwich to Manchester. And then I I remember getting there, right? And my friend told me, okay, you have to sit alone. First of all, I have to sit somewhere else. You have to sit alone with Manchester United fans. And then I sat there, right? And fucking Rashford, right? Out of nowhere, played the game of his life. Right. And <laughs> for you, just for you. Yeah, I remember him scoring the header, right? And I was like, oh my fucking god. And I had to cheer, you know, I had to stand up and like oh, uh, you had to cheer. Because <laughs> everyone was you cheering. Right? Cheer. Why? So I was like, oh <laughs> And I remember it was a it was a what? it was a back and forth game, right? So so when Arsenal wo- uh, scored, I obviously like had to contain my excitement. And every time fucking Manchester United score, and I had to like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> at least okay, at least stand up, at least stand up and make some kind of sound because if not, it'll look super weird, right? And I was already there on my own, right? So I was there with like all full-blooded Manchester United supporters, 
like right now imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do drive like home right after a three two loss, owned by some fucking eighteen year old named Marcus Rashford. I had no idea who he was. I mean, he did he did perform the games before, but I was I thought it was a fluke. But after that game, I was like, oh my god, Marcus Rashford is a beast. <laughs> Did you did you so, have a flashback to nineteen ninety eight and then you know do you question your decision being an Arsenal fan <laughs> after that match? <laughs> to be honest, did you think like oh, maybe I should have fan. should have followed <laughs> them honest, when you won the treble. Twenty fourteen, I was like fuck it, I I I I don't care for Arsenal as much as as I did, yeah. By then, so do you care more about Norwich now than than like <laughs> Arsenal? No, I care more about football in general. Football in general excites me more than Arsenal now. Until they start winning again, lah. Then <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. not not a glory hunter. Okay, not glory hunter. Yeah, not a glory hunter. That's yeah, the yeah. first time when you gonna buy a jersey again, right, Nigel? <laughs> no, yeah, okay, when was honestly, the last time I you guys bought a Nigel, when was the last time you bought Arsenal jersey? When when was the last season? I oh my god, this this one uh, it was a gift. <laughs> I didn't buy it. <laughs> Have you ever bought Arsenal I, I jersey before? <laughs> I. I think I oh yeah okay I, the last time I bought it was in two thousand four when we lost that that season when we lost our our unbeatables the un- invincible sorry that team was yeah. amazing man it was like watching them play as a menu fan I was like Damn, that, these guys are so slick yeah that team was sexy the passing team was say, so good I would like, say Henry, sexy Pires Lundberg yeah. Will Todd Vieira remember Will Todd Will Todd and when they used to do that finger celebration whenever they scored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I think for me, uh, I've been quite lucky. I mean, I have good friends here uh, in this video who always consistently buy me jerseys for my birthday present every <laughs> year without fail. Then somehow that tradition stopped so I got sad. But, <laughs> hint hint, July is coming up oh. uh, and someone is turning 30 soon so maybe you can... It's a nice Number tradition 30, to resume, yeah. right? Shout out to Nigel, YJ and Vin. <laughs> present coming up in in, in, in a month. We we'll see what bottle. happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we we'll see what happens in the next two weeks, uh, and see if you right. if buying you a birthday present, like buying you a jersey, will actually make you happier or not. Might yeah, remind maybe. you of something sad. <laughs> if they lose actually, all the matches in the next two weeks, oh well. There's no number thirty, by the way. Oh, I think. oh shit! So you can just print Amiro, uh, Amiro Yeah, Amiro thirty. Tiger, yeah. buy him Tiger. <laughs> 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 buy the goalkeeper jersey yeah it's purple we got padding and everything <laughs> buy me gloves maybe I can perform there Nigel finally you can be a full kit wanker <laughs> <laughs> we do know one person who is a full kit wanker someone who jumped wait, wait, over from including socks uh? yes 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 yes, yes. including wow. socks <laughs> yeah and, and the best part is right he jumped from Liverpool to Manchester City because Manchester City was winning more and now the tide has turned <laughs> my goodness what, what a loser <laughs> uh, yeah I don't think what I, about you Vin? Yeah, Vin sorry 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 Roger. What what jersey what's the latest jersey you have this is the latest oh no 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 uh, I got last season I got the no I got this is it this season when they have the they had the orange one the or, orange looking gold one uh, two, two no, I think it's no, it's this season. It's this season's one. Really? Yeah, the third kit. Oh, the black and orange one is. Well. But it's a it's a fake one that my my girlfriend bought on oh. Shopee <laughs> <laughs> for like fifteen dollars, and it's Good and enough. it looks damn real. It looks like really. Le- 
I thought it was real and, and she didn't tell me it was fake until like two days after that. Okay, Vindicus sending. We know we know Amir's birthday coming up. Okay, Shopee has really good replica jerseys. Uh, but I mean, of course, shit. we need to contribute to the club, right? Because right now, they are going through tough financial times. Of course. So, yes. we need to contribute so that they can buy Jaden Sancho in the next season. There's a bundle deal right now. <laughs> that's oh, a good segue. Yeah, that's a next, good segue. Next season, guys. Next season. They, they should buy. What do, what do, who do you think they should buy and how, do you, how many jerseys do you think you should buy to finance that? <laughs> I think I think because of the the situation, right? I think buying two jerseys would be enough to buy Jaden Sancho at the moment because mm-hmm. the market has crashed. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot of Jaden Sancho. I just know that he's pretty good on FIFA. Like he has pretty good stats on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you that's like, how you tell from football manager and FIFA. Yeah, he's an assist um, machine, lah. He's an assist machine. That's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, plus he's good friends with Rashford, right? <laughs> so. Maybe where they will he, have. Where's he from? He's English. Which team? Is but he's from Dort- he's he plays from, in Dortmund now. He's from London actually. Yeah. Then he w- he moved to Man City when he was like fourteen, and then he left Man City when he was seventeen or eighteen, to, to Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah. How do Very you know this? I was I was just watching a documentary on him and how how he was growing up. He has a documentary. Uh, there's a documentary yeah, about yeah. his. It's it's by it's by German media DW. Then they they did a. Right. They they went to his his hometown in in London and all that. Wow. Our resident yeah. and football expert. N- yeah, Nigel is so well read in <laughs> football. Yeah. There's nothing else to do but watch football documentaries. Sure, there's definitely is more. There, to do. There's a lot of other stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> but How talking about, about football documentaries, what what documentary would you recommend? Because I've I've seen like Sunderland till I die, and I think that's like really that's really well done. I I that's loved best, it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you really feel for the team and, you, and it hurts you when you watch that documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it it's funny, but it's also sad. Yeah. It's, it's funny in a sad way. It's like, like I, I feel bad feeling like funny. I feel bad. <laughs> 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 like, uh, like the whole like, um, what's that player? The defender? The, the young what? one, the overpaid one. Oh. He's not a defender and he's not young. He's rot well. No, you mean rot well from well, 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 the Man City, yeah. the yeah, ex-Man yeah. City. Why wow, he's such a dick, man. Oh, wow, this damn shit. <laughs> you know, after after the first season, I we all bought Sunderland jerseys. So I went to when huh? I went to London, when I went to London like two years ago, it was just when we were finishing watching the first season of Sunderland till I die. Me and my colleagues, oh my so God. they all wanted to <laughs> contribute to Sunderland because they were so sad. <laughs> about what happened to Sunderland so we all bought jerseys <laughs> PT shopping. shopping and then they didn't have the outside so we just bought like oversized jerseys because we wanted to contribute so <laughs> we all have like Sunderland jerseys now <laughs> oh my god oh, you probably bought them like another <laughs> shitty player <laughs> they were so cheap they were like 15 pounds so sad wow <laughs> Dude, I, I, like, I like it because yeah, it, it's very it shows like the, the life there also like they really have nothing eh. all they do right is really Every Saturday they support their team. There really isn't yeah. anything else to look yeah. forward to, and it like, makes them they happy, really show you know, the life like, there. <laughs> I mean, it it makes it affects their mood so much that yeah, I mean, it's so sad. It's so sad, right? Because they keep losing every single game. Can you stop <laughs> laughing, Nigel? I feel bad laughing. <laughs> it it reminds us when we were kids. <laughs> we ruined the whole week. <laughs> uh, but can you imagine, like, uh, if we weren't glory hunters when we were kids? <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, depressing school I've been. 
because when I watch <laughs> when you play right I'm like 99% sure they're going to win it's like if they lose it's like such a rare thing right that I was sad like when they lost like really sad like 1% of the time if not I'll yeah. just rely on that to make me happy or I just know they're going to win I just know they're going to score 4 goals at Old Trafford Confirm. that will make you happy and they will, then if they score 5 I'm like yeah. oh best weekend ever bonus <laughs> but can you imagine supporting a team right like you just go in and you just know you're going to lose just ask Nigel la. and you still pay for the team and you still <laughs> go in every week just to hope that they will win I mean like that documentary really like mm. opened my eyes to like these I mean the supporters of the of teams in the championship and the and the the lower leagues, they're they super dedicated. The amount of money they put into it, because most of them are working uh, like blue-collar jobs yep. in, the, in like factories and things like that. And then buying a season ticket is so expensive. Yeah, it's, uh, All this money goes into it. And then, you know, it's passed down from generation to generation. The history and everything is, is fascinating. Yeah. Speaking of um, sports and sporting stuff, how is everyone's challenge going? Oh, right, yes. Yes, well. let's not forget about that. <laughs> let's start with you, Vin. Uh, I messed up my knee while I, was, while I was running at some point. I think it was last Monday or last Sunday. So I took a break on... So I ran on Monday and then I ran like 4K and then I realized my my knee was giving me a lot of issues. So I rested on Tuesday. Wednesday, I ran 2K. It was getting better. Then... I managed to run 6k and then today when I tried running again my knee was just like after 500 meters I felt like it was giving way so I think I pushed too hard so I just slow walked all the way back home <laughs> I did my statics today I just I just didn't do squats yeah so that's, that's, that's uh, not, that's what not great to me. not great <laughs> yesterday also I took a long 2km walk back after I tweaked my hamstring a bit so but I'm sure it's not a tear no I, it felt better today oh. today I wanted to try a run but it didn't start raining so <laughs> I'll save it for a longer run tomorrow so it's getting tough mm. man <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> the first week was okay the second week didn't go so well so first week you completed 100km right yeah, I did. So it yeah. it kind of went downhill after 100 km. Like, like, like things started like getting a bit weird and funky. Um, so I had a stomach, I had stomach pain on Thursday. Then I ran more on Friday, and Saturday I ran, but I tweaked my hamstring. Today is rest day. So tomorrow is a new week. Try and. Mm do a bit more I think you should take it easy until you're fully recovered then I won't feel pain (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jordan man I I guess you're destined for greatness so maybe you're on another level I'm thinking of of, so I've been watching videos on like like you guys of Casey Neistat yeah yes that, that, that vlog that YouTuber so like he was like Apparently, he's really into running. I didn't know that. So, there's one challenge he did himself was like um, running three full marathons in a week. What the fuck? Like the, the, the amount of KM. Uh, so, I think three full marathons is about 
120 something is it? 126 mm, 126 Yeah Yeah in a week And that is on top of like his, his job His like everything His family His wife Gonna give birth soon So like yeah Everyone okay. is driving, So everyone has to torture himself I I didn't watch the full video <laughs> Maybe he didn't there. Maybe his hamstring getting issues or so After a few days And he stopped but I'm sure he um, Actually he runs like a 1 hour 29 minute half marathon Which is quite fast wow. 21km And That's I recently really ran 1 hour 29 minute 13k oh, so The difference though Shit yeah, it's crazy. That's like that's crazy pace, man. He ran eight yeah. k more than me that time. So yeah, I guess I have to push myself a bit more. Do you hear about the guy, uh, Ryan Sanders, who ran hundred miles around his house? Yeah, yeah. that means he just. Oh my goodness! Run. That that's crazy, man. He mentioned the mental torture he had to go through. He knew, knew he, had, he had stairs also. He was going upstairs. Yeah, and he's like running around. Yeah, hundred, hundred and eight, one thousand four hundred and fifty-five times around his house. <laughs> this man, yeah, he did it in twenty-six hours. YJ, you should try that for one day of your run. Just try doing a ten k <laughs> in, in your house, <laughs> <laughs> and then film it. It'll be so yeah. good. Yeah, you know, I did, you know, I kind of did it before. You know, last year, right during High Raya, huh? when I was hosting you guys for High Raya. Yeah, I clocked ten thousand steps in my own house. Huh? Just by walking around Serving people And like Standing up for the whole day wow. Walking back and forth Getting I, food and How big like your so house? So it's quite doable oh, It's not big but Huge I, No <laughs> But like uh, I don't know It was quite a feat Actually I read Yeah I think It's a lot of mental It's a lot of mental When you go When you do these kinds of things Like if You're actively doing something And serving guests And doing something Like the time will go by very fast It's like Those like yeah. Waitering jobs You know like or mm. if like you're in a, at an event like the day will go by and you hit like 15,000 steps because you're just on your feet the whole day because it's the mental thing but I think if you actively like just in your house walk yeah. up and down if you're actively <laughs> saying I need to run 10k and you just keep running back and forth right <laughs> actually you know I thought about it like you know downstairs like there's like a void deck area <laughs> I wanted to go and run and then it rained, rains heavily. So I was thinking, shit, should I just run around this courtyard area around the <laughs> playground? <laughs> but I like I the fact that it. you are not trying to give up, you know, even though you're in pain. So that's a bit mental. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe I considered doing that, running around the playground. <laughs> you know, I thought of that guy. would be finding excuses, you know. Yeah. To I, not run. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Nigel, how is Wait, your... How about how about you guys, yeah? We are the slackers of on this side here. <laughs> yeah, the slackers. The slackers <laughs> on the left. Hey, on the right. Uh, well, Amiru has a legit right. reason. He has a legit injury. Yeah. No, How's your I have hit? a tactic. Hey. Hey, that's me. What's the tactic, Nigel? Just share with the world. No, I I, I plan to, to clock the, the, the remainder of the miles later on when I'm fully fit, you know? So why are you not fit you know? now? What's wrong with you now? <laughs> no, every time I run like more than two km, right? I feel I feel my shin splints and I, I cannot run. Ouch. So you are saving it for like a last day ten yeah. k with me. The last few days, yeah, right, I'm gonna last four days, right? I'm just gonna run ten, 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 ten. You know. 
Wow. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, what's <laughs> your mileage now? Now. Uh, okay, you say it, uh, Nigel. Wait, let me see. <laughs> Nigel, the last day, I'll wait outside your house. Let's, let's go run, okay? Come let's on. go on a nice okay, okay. 21km. Right, I'm only on 21.86. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> How many more? So you're, 60, you're 60km away. Yeah, I'm 60km away. This this you're one halfway week done already. 10km each. Yeah, so I'm going to try again. I haven't run since uh, Wednesday. I've just what? been doing the hundreds. Yeah, I haven't run since Wednesday. Because Wednesday was the last time I, I felt my shin again. Then uh, I'll try again tomorrow. And then see how. I'm trying to check what's my mileage right now, but <laughs> I can't see. But um, so uh, my head has felt, is feeling a bit better right now. And this week I've been trying to slowly get myself into the groove of things. And I did slow walks at on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, I, I walked 5km for, for that, if I'm not wrong. I think it's about 5 and 3 plus. And oh. then yesterday, I walked 6km from my house to Jurong East Station. So that's about a 6km walk. And But I've been running also. I've been running at really, really slow pace at 7.30, 7.40. So yeah. on, I think it was on Thursday night, I ran my first 4km. Nice. But it was really slow. Nice. Yeah. Okay, the distance yeah. first, then the time later. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of miss that, 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 that feeling of you know moving actively, and mm. I think for my static sessions, my my strategy is almost like Nigel. For me, I will make up for lost time, so I will double <laughs> my sessions per day. So I think I will do a morning and evening session to like, right. to to catch up. Like, yeah. So you know, because you Waji, you inspire me to never give excuses. So yes. So let me try that <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> to, I plan to wake up at like six thirty to run. Shit, that's my plan wow. too, man. <laughs> really, yeah. Six thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit, yeah, can, legit, can, legit, if legit, I, if, can can you like message me or something if I don't wake up? Okay, okay. I I try. I try. Six thirty seven o'clock. That, that timing. Okay. Okay. Nigel, will you join us? Hey, Nigel. No, I think I think Nigel is just like nah. Yeah, he pissed <laughs> out from the conversation. Okay, I guess let's wrap it up without Nigel. Um, okay, thanks everyone for listening. This is the Puckish Podcast. P-U-C-K-I-S-H. You can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can look us up on YouTube at Puckish Podcast. P-U-C-K-I-S-H. If you have any um feedback or comments about the episode, do let us know. Give us a like, subscribe, and a five-star rating, please. Thank you very much. If you're a Liverpool fan... Um, congrats <laughs> we are graceful United fans you know not like those crazy ones bye bye okay. good night guys <laughs> <laughs>